It's This Week in Bourbon, the chocolate chunk goodness of bourbon news. And here's your headlines for May 26, 2023. Airbnb Summer Preview predicts a busy summer for Louisville as its top trending U.S. destination. Virginia ABC Lottery chooses multiple BTAC winners and fans are not happy. And Rabbit Hole launches Tiennial. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our sponsors. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Hey everybody, it's yet once again another week in bourbon, but it's this week in bourbon. So Ryan, how are you? Chocolate goodness, what the hell was that one? You know, it was... Like I said, before we started this... You spent too much time in Vegas? No, it's not that. I mean, I, I I did just come back from Vegas, but I we just had ice cream a minute ago from Grater's, which, of course, if you've had Grater's ice cream and you get anything that has a chocolate chunk in it, it's like things that are like almost like a size of your thumb that are yeah. buried in that ice cream. Did you get it in a baseball helmet? <laughs> no, I didn't. And it was funny. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember growing up, my parents had probably like five or six of those things. And I don't know if we got those actually at a baseball stadium because I don't remember ever going to graders to get those, but those are like a thing of the past. Well, no, Earlers used to do them at Riverbeds games. Is that what it you know, is? Earler, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get them, but graders took that on because hell, I only think there's like one Earlers now. But anyways, no one probably Nobody knows cares. what the hell we're talking about. So moving on. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know about what upcoming stuff you have, but I do want to take one second to mention that next week I will be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I will be doing a presentation there with the Albuquerque Whiskey Society. So if you are wanting to come to it, 
please go check out their Instagram page. The link to go and get a ticket for that particular private event is there. Uh, I think it's limited to about 50 people, so please go and check it out. I have no idea. I should have checked and seen how many tickets were still available. I don't know if it's sold out or not, but I am really looking forward to going out there and check out New Mexico. I have never been to that state before, so I'm excited to go there and then take in the next day to go and hang out in Santa Fe. I heard there's all kinds of cool things. Going to go check out Meow Wolf. You heard of that before? Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf. Uh... In what context? No. Well, it's it's like a <laughs> in Santa Fe. It's like a trippy museum. It's like a an adult Willy Wonka chocolate candy factory. But you're walking around. Maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's uh, Alice in the Wonderland. It's kind of what it's okay. more like. So, so you, you take mushrooms before you go in. I think that's probably <laughs> it's it's a prerequisite. But uh, you know we're flying, so I'm not I'm not going to get caught with anything. I hear I'm jealous. I want to go to New Mexico too. My my wife's jealous because we. When we signed with New Mexico, um, there with uh, Luke and Luke and Lucas, she was like, "Can we do Santa Fe one time? Because they have the cool mountains and the hot air balloon things and this and that." But I'm glad that you get to go. Hey, we'll trade it off next year. You get to go. Yeah, and I'll be in Italy doing the in Florence. I'm doing the Forenzi, uh Bourbon Society. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, baby. We'll be doing Aperol and bourbon pairings. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll like it. Maybe some that old world wine, kind of figure out how it kind of blends in with it. Yeah, gr- blending grappa and uh, oh, grappa. limoncello. R- limoncello and get on. I don't know about the grappa. Grappa is terrible. Yeah. I remember last time I was in LA, briefly, you know, limoncello is great. We went to this winery and farm and like had a great meal and the I never had grappa, and the guy was like, "You gotta have a grappa." And I was like, <laughs> "How'd that go?" <laughs> and he's and he's like, "It's so good." And I was like, "I was like, what are you doing?" He's like, "You just shoot it." And I shot it. I was like, "Oh, my esophagus is on fire! <laughs> like, I can't, can't feel anything." It was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, that's awesome, though. Well, if anybody looks to give Ryan a birthday present next year, just go ahead and find a good bottle of grappa. This is why I have faith in bourbon, because. It's like you have grappa, you have scotch, you have all this other shitty spirits across the world, and you're like, <laughs> I think we're just we're you gonna just do okay. Scotch in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, I don't know why, but you know, you look at something like Malort, like Malort Beju, like Beju is the number one selling spirit in the world. And I'm like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> it tastes like shit. Well. I guess there's something for everybody out there. We just got to get more people to try bourbon. That's right. Yeah. They just haven't had it yet. Yeah. All right. So let's, I want to jump into it a little bit, but I do have an update on last week. Plus you'll get to hear us kind of going another tangent next week as we started talking about Forbidden, which was that bourbon that's coming from Marion Eves. And so this is some, uh, it's a statement that I received and got some clarification because the press release didn't represent part of something in there that we had very much questioned. So Marianne said that they are releasing initially a small batch product at 95.2 proof, and it will stay that proof consistently every release. And however, this is what was left out, is that it is a blend of product that was made and aged at Castle and Key and Bardstown Bourbon. So it spans across two different age ranges and profiles. And it was said that the five-year-old product is the younger component, and that was distilled and aged solely at Bardstown Bourbon. Okay. So there was Castle and Key stuff in there. That's the stuff that she distilled. Now, 
that's the part that gets a little iffy when we were all like, well, it says that she distilled everything over at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And there's whole this Castle and Key thing that was left out of the equation. And so uh, I'm not going to say that the picture is perfectly clear, but maybe some of the dots are starting to line up. That makes more sense. But uh, yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad they cleared that up because it did say, you know, dis- the, the press release did say kind of distilled blended and bottled at Bardstown Bourbon Company. So that's what kind of muddied the waters for me, at least. Exactly. So the fact that it goes on to say, and maybe that's one thing that we can get cleared up too, is like, did you actually distill this at Bardstown Bourbon Company? Because that's what the press release says, and that's what people are going with, which I, I'm finding it hard to believe, but who knows? I've been wrong plenty of times in my life. The 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 younger, even the, the five-year at Bardstown, so that wasn't distilled by her? Just the Castle and Key, because still the timeline doesn't work out with the Bardstown. Exactly. So that has not been cleared up yet. So the stuff of Castle, the Castle and Key stuff, I'm going to assume that is what she distilled. Bardstown Bourbon Company, that in the press release, says she distilled it. However, it has not been clarified whether, yes, she did, or whether she does exactly what we do. And we show up on that day, we smell some mash tubs, we see some clear liquid come out and we go hey looks great let's go ahead and put it in a barrel go, we'll see you in a few years we go bbc whiskey nick thank you for making our whiskey <laughs> and uh here's our check we'll we'll blend it here's our check and we'll blend it in five and a half years so pretty much pretty much yeah so anyways yeah well that's good well i'm glad they cleared that up because it was kind of confusing yep and i had some questions about it so yeah Still more questions. Not that it matters. No one cares. No, no, they don't. They don't. We, and that's the problem maybe with us is that we overanalyze everything because we pay too much attention to it. But if you're listening to this, maybe you're like us and you care about it as well. And you want answers that you just don't take the fluff that comes over the, you know, over the the wire and you want to ask questions. I think that, I think that makes a better better ecosystem what we want to be in that you just don't take everything at face value because i mean heck if if ryan and i came out and we said hey guess what y'all we got some five-year juice coming out and guess what it's from stitzel weller and you were like holy shit how'd they get that and i'd be like hey the timeline it it adds up in our head so you know it's like one of those things that if you called us out on it we we might have to answer it yeah because otherwise you just end up like casamigos where you're just like Everybody's like, I love Cosmigos. It's so healthy and light. And I'm like, you know, they add flavors and additives and sugars, right? And they're like, what? (laughs) How dare they? I thought I was drinking healthy tequila. And I just don't want bourbon to be that. But it's probably already there. (laughs) And and consumers don't care. Yeah, I know. I know. But we're here to be the checks and balances of the bourbon community. (laughs) We're here for you. We are. We just want to make sure we don't turn to Cosmigos. We're, we're one of the houses. There goes our, that, there goes our Diageo sponsor. <laughs> there we go. See you later. <laughs> Toodles. Toodaloo. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into it. And I know that this will be this week in bourbon, but every once in a while we like to call this week in RTDs. So over the past three years, few categories have seen more stratospheric growth than RTD cocktails. And that's driven by consumers' desire for high quality, easy to enjoy, highly portable cocktails. And it doesn't show any signs of slowing down either. In fact, it's continued to grow. With even more brands and SKUs in the market, and as demand for hard seltzers starts to level off, RTDs are poised to have a bright future. In the past 12 months, RTDs accounted for a 2.8% share of total sales on Drizzly, which 
This whole article comes from Drizzly. And that's up from 1.9% in 2021 and 1.1% in 2020. Comparatively, the hard seltzer category accounted for a 2.7% total share of sales in the past 12 months, compared to 34 in 2021 and 3.6 in 2020. Across the U.S., the alcohol market, RTD sales started to see rapid acceleration in the early pandemic years. And according to Nielsen IQ, year-over-year off-premise dollar sales from 2020 to 2021 increased 156% for spirits-based hard seltzers for the 52-week period ending October 2021, when sales for RTD cocktails grew by 126%. By mid-2022, the dollar growth of spirits-based hard seltzers was another 73% year-over-year. RTD cocktails also saw a 61% growth, and, and High Noon continues to dominate the category. The brand has held the number one position on Drizzly's list of top-selling RTD brands for three years running, and as of 2023, it commands seven of the top 10 spots among the category's top-selling SKUs. It's not surprising. I, You're a big fan. I, I, I love High Noons, and I did have one of the... Hate to say it, I had one of the tequila ones over the weekend playing pickleball. I heard it's not as and, good. Oh, really? I I really enjoyed it. Oh, I I was actually at a at a derby party and there was some of the the tequila high noons there, and people were drinking. They're like, you know what? It just tastes like too much tequila. And I go, well, probably because vodka doesn't have any flavor. Well, I know it's, that's that's Americans just like sweet shit that has no flavor. That's what I liked about the high noon tequila. It ha- you could taste the tequila. That's what I thought was refreshing about it. It wasn't just like, because I've had like Mamitas and other ones that just taste like a high noon vodka base, but with tequila, but you can't taste tequila. I don't know. I thought, I'm not surprised though. I, high noons and I trust this Drizzly report because they have, all, I mean, because a lot of liquor stores use them as their back end inventory system. So I, I trust this report. Yeah. Uh, do, you, uh, do you, by chance, do you know what the ABV was on the, the tequila ones because the vodka ones are like what 5.5 5.7 or something like that i think there's our 50 okay i think and i think these were too i think they're right at it gotcha no well, i was just getting curious because it's like if you could taste the tequila then maybe it's a higher abv but maybe that's T- uh to be fair i, w- I was sweating <laughs> it was pickleball I'm just just got my ass kicked in a couple of matches so i was just like give me one of those <laughs> i need to get my head right so i can win a pickleball match but anyways yeah that's the way you drown your sorrows there isn't it that's right it's like my golf game it's swing coach <laughs> at some point you just drink enough it'll start going straight that's right yep it's aiming juice <laughs> so amazon they're launching a way for drinkers to buy alcohol with a simple swipe of their hand eliminating the need for identification So after uploading your ID and selfie and being verified as 21 by a third party, users will be able to buy alcohol at locations that use Amazon's touchless payment device called Amazon One by scanning their palm. Amazon launched its one contactless offering early in the coronavirus pandemic in September 2020 when contactless options presented a safer alternative to handing over cash or card. Use of contactless options continues to be widespread at the pandemic thanks to the speed and convenience that it offers. The frictionless alcohol purchases will launch first at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, the home of the Colorado Rockies, and Amazon said it will be rolled out wider in the upcoming months. Interesting, right? I saw this in uh, Mark Brown's um, newsletter or whatever. That's where I pulled it from. (laughs) Okay. Well, makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I I like this. I wish they would just do like my, you know, like the Apple Face ID and just walk up. I, I don't care. Take all my pictures. Use it for whatever you want. I don't care. As long as I don't have to pull my wallet out. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not, I'm not opposed to this. Anything that makes it more convenient, that's fine. I think you're going to have, you know, your typical, yeah, your, your, my freedoms protect my rights. (laughs) Well, no, it's not that it's, you're going to have all of the, you know, the whatever the wholesalers of American, all these people that are like, well, you know, we need to check IDs because blah, blah. actually it's probably not even that. It's probably gonna be retailers. They're like, well, we, we need, I don't actually, they're not going to care. The distributors aren't going to care as long as they keep the three tier system. Right. That's what I'm saying. As soon as they say it'll be, it'll be pushed back from the retailers. As soon as they say like, oh, we're going to skip the second tier for palm readings. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold <We> gotta... on <laughs> but before, if, as long as it doesn't skip that tier, they'll be like, oh, this is fantastic. You know, well, I love this technology. Now that you just said it, it's like if you can if you can swipe your hand and you get, you know, you get your cores light and plus you get a palm reading at the same exact time. It says like, hey, here's your future for the next 10 days. <laughs> yeah, that's what your tarot about. card. <laughs> exactly. I think that's uh, that's what it's into. Sorry about you. You better enjoy this beer because <laughs> this is your last one. <laughs> You're going to get hit by a train on the way home. This foul ball is going to come <laughs> hit you in the temple. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the Airbnb summer preview predicts a busy summer for Louisville as it's now its top trending U.S. destination. Quote, as one of the most iconic sporting events in the country, the Kentucky Derby, it draws thousands and thousands of spectators. This is coming from Airbnb communications manager Haven Thorne. And he said that it also showcases Louisville's rich culture and hospitality, which is why we believe that travelers are also keen to make it into the town. And it's not just domestic travelers curious about Louisville. Airbnb also ranks Louisville number six on its international trending list, one position ahead of Rome. And tourism officials say the credit, it belongs to Bourbon. Louisville Tourism recently released a series of ads promoting the city's bourbon scene and quote, we have a bona fide bourbon brand. Oh, sorry. We have a bona fide brand around this concept of coming here as the bourbon's birthplace, says Stacey Yates, Louisville's tourism chief marketing officer. And she said, we have really transformed into a bourbon city. Yeah, I'm not surprised this go downtown. And I mean, there is, I, I swear, I go every morning, there's a line at Michter's, there's a line at every single downtown facility. Um, every distillery you talk to in Kentucky, you know, it's at least in Bardstown, Frank, you know, the major ones, they're booked up from March to, I mean, you're, you're five to six weeks before even getting a reservation to do a tour. So I'm not surprised. And I'm just glad the other, like the whole world's trying is finally seeing what we've seen all along. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. The fact that it's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of blown away when I saw this news article, it said that Airbnb ranks Louisville's top destination. And then now we're ahead of Rome. Oh, I mean, that's... I know. I'm going to Rome next. I should stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Call Giuseppe and see if he wants to trade places for a week. Sure, Tiffany, for your 40th, you want to go to Rome, but (laughs) Airbnb says we should stay right here. (laughs) You got a nice little place in, uh, I don't even know where I would say, Germantown. We'll go there, check out Four Pegs and some other restaurants. That's right. Go hit up... uh, Go hit up uh, the post. Yeah. Get some. <laughs> go there. Uh, what was it? Go to North of Bourbon while you're over there, which. Oh, yeah. Get some Cajun and then go to Serino's, get some Italian. Mm-hmm. But, well, I was going to say North uh, Bourbon. We're going to know, They now carry Pursuit United. So, hey. That's all right. Choo-choo. That's right. <laughs> choo-choo. Keep That's that right. train rolling. <laughs> all right. So, here was our other big. I mean, this is a big, big news article here. So, take a deep breath, Ryan. Go do something while I, I sit here and keep talking. So. All right, I'll just do some barrel samples. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. Make make me feel jealous and everybody thirsty here. 
So a state-run lottery to give Virginians first dibs on pricey whiskeys has suffered from what was likely a human-induced flaw that wildly skewed the results, allowing several lucky participants to win multiple times. So the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority board officials, in an interview and statement on Monday, acknowledged that the, quote, statistically abnormal results after, sorry, they, they acknowledged the statistically abnormal results. And this is after several bourbon aficionados had flagged the irregularities following last month's drawing. Something seemed Airy, and as the winners posted about their good fortune online, or they discussed in online chats. And this is coming from Gus Guiman, or sorry, Gus Guiman. He's 30, a Chantilly resident who also belongs to a group called DMV Bourbon Drinkers Club on Facebook. He said, we started to notice people saying, hey, I won two bottles. And Guiman, who works in finance, said in an interview, at first we were like, oh, that's awesome. You're so lucky. But then it happened again and again. And Guiman said that the Twilight Zone odds of not just one, but several people winning the lottery to buy multiple bottles almost broke his calculator. He figured it out to be about one in a tret in a, in a oh let me screw this up one in a tredecillion tredecillion tredecillion. Okay, if you don't know what that is, that's forty two zeros. So in an interview, Guiman said records obtained under Virginia's Freedom of Information Law detailing its methods suggested that something had inadvertently gone wrong in the agency's process of assigning each entrant a number in a spreadsheet and manually helping to randomize the entries. A supposition supported by ABC's Review 2, that's what a spokesman said. And so the ABC broke down the entries, and here are the apparent odds that are as follows. So I'm not going to, okay, so I'll just do it and say it. So there were 37,485 entries for 777 bottles of George T. Stag, and that's roughly a 1 in 49 chance of winning. It's a 35,828 entries for 286 bottles of Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye, or 1 in 125 chance of winning. 37,416 entries for 209 bottles of William Lou Weller. That's a 1 in, se- one, 1 in 179 chance of winning. And 35,492 entries for f- only 48 bottles of Sazerac Rye 18-year, or a 1 in 739 chance of winning. A new system was implemented to crack down on corruption, and it revolved around using an Excel spreadsheet to randomize lottery entries for rare bottles. And it's using the uh, RAND function to generate random numbers and then to sort them by smallest to highest, with the lower names being the winners. The mathematical probability that one person could have won more than two bottles, let alone four, should have been so infinitesimally small that you have a better chance at winning the Powerball. Yet, it still happened, resulting in 335 bottles going to a person who had already won at least one. There are arguments that Microsoft Excel's RAND function is not being a reliable way to produce truly random outcomes. In fact, it's flawed to the point where abnormal results occur, especially if the operator does not understand how it works. Okay. So the V lookups were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had. Or somebody fat thumbed the spreadsheet, probably me. Oh, dude. I mean, I had, I think, two or three people send me articles about this. And I, I read, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great articles that are out there that kind of talks about this in depth. But holy crap. So, I mean, it just goes to show you that, not goes to show you, but, you know, if you have close to 37,500 entries, and the odds of you winning all four of those, I mean, it's just, it's mathematically impossible to be able to happen. And the 
the worst part about this is that the Virginia ABC, they come out on the offensive and they go, well, listen, what's done is done. We're not going to go back and change anything. So we'll see you next time. Aren't they just coming off the one where uh, the dude like got, one of the employees? Yeah, uh, where they they had they were selling information like they had an internal person selling information to somebody else outside to go and have people go and take bottles because they knew where deliveries were happening. Yeah. So they were just coming off that. And now this comes out. So, okay. So people are still very comfortable with the government making all decisions for all of us at all times. <laughs> that's what, that's what I get out of this. It's like, okay. It's not, it's like, it's not just the government making decisions. Well, I mean, I guess it is technically this, or, but we're controlling things. This is what happens to me. I don't know. That's well, the reason they do this because it is a control state. And the reason why all control states continue to do this is because it is a huge revenue driver. I mean, they're making billions of dollars every single year. Well, sure. Well, so does every other company, but they don't do stuff. <laughs> they just don't be like, well, we screwed up. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Totally that doesn't happen in the free market. If you did did that, they would, I mean, I don't know. That's it, In the free market, it would just get. Oh, yeah, that's well, I mean, it just sucks because at least everybody in Virginia, like it sucks because you can't hold anybody accountable. And right. There's nothing. I mean, there's literally nothing you can do. Like you can you can bitch and moan and, you know, put your fist in the sky, but nothing's going to change. Uh, maybe after all this outrage and having this come down. Yeah, maybe there'll be some changes internally to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But I mean, it was it was crazy. Like there was a website that said because through the. I love what some people did. I don't know if it was it was Gus that did this or somebody else, but they actually used the Freedom of Information Act and said, you need to tell us exactly how this drawing was done. And so they provided all the steps, like one through 12 of, of how it was done because they have to be documented somewhere. And that's when they started digging into this. And so they found that if your name either starts with an A or you have a space like between... I think like your, like your, I don't know what it was. Like if you started your, your last name with a, like an extra space or something like that, then your odds of winning like went up really high because they were able to go back and look at another result from 2021 that saw these abnormal results going the same exact way. And there were, I think like 12 or 15 winners and it was all sequential order of just A's that came in. <laughs> That's amazing that... A government entity is relying on Excel randomizers to to do their lotteries. That makes you question like everything. It's <laughs> like, what about all these other lotteries and Powerballs and all this stuff? I don't know. Powerball, I'm I'm okay with because if you well, you yeah, can literally you see the ball. You can bouncing. literally watch that happen. Like that that is truly random and chance. This is, I mean. And there was another article, again, it goes out and actually goes further and talks about Microsoft Excel's RAND function and of how back in like 97, it was flawed and how there are reports from actual mathematical scientists out there that says that it was flawed. And there's been no comment from Microsoft that has said, oh, yeah, we've changed this. We've updated this. We've done anything like they there's been nothing that says that they've made any adjustments to it over, I don't know, what, 20 years so goes to show you. Yet they still use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, all right. And they're, what, what's that randomizer that was being... Random.org? Like, yeah, why can't they use that? Mm-hmm. 
I, I or just know. like the the rally up website that works well. Yeah, see, just do that. Take just do that. take fractions of the penny at a time. People won't care. Or hell, I'll spin in a ball at the Catholic Church picnic. Get one of those <laughs> damn things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one of the bingo things. You kind of like roll it around. Right. It's like clink 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 clink. Exactly. <laughs> perfect. 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 All right, here's our last news article, and that is Ireland says it will become the world's first country to label alcoholic drinks with comprehensive health warnings, linking them to several fatal illnesses and stating their calorie count. And this is in a move that has incensed some of the trading partners instead of a clash at the World Trade Organization. The new legislation signed into law by Health Minister Stephen Donnelly on Monday will take effect in May of 2026 to give producers the time to add the detailed warnings about calorie content grams of alcohol, and the risk of cancer, liver disease, and drinking while pregnant to drinks labels. The warnings will only be included on products on sale in Ireland, but however, not exports of Irish whiskey, Guinness, or other alcoholic drinks. Donnelly told RTE Radio that 1 in 20 deaths in Ireland was linked to alcohol, and even low levels of alcohol consumption were associated with cancer risks. However, more than 10 countries, including the UK, the US, New Zealand, Australia, Mexico, and Cuba, have already lodged complaints with the WTO, and the move will be discussed at its next Technical Barriers to Trade Committee meeting on June 21st. I have a lot to say about this, but this is not the time to say it. <laughs> I, well, let's, let's take the first part is that we already have warnings on the back of all of our bourbon bottles that says, do not right. drink if you're pregnant, like it says it on there. Um, and if you are like us and you look at bourbon labels too often because you're trying to redesign yours, you're just like, holy crap, how much more space do I need to put on here for government warnings? Or you're just trying to be transparent about what's in the bottle, but I, I digress. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I think, I think we should at least put the state of distillation, maybe in a bigger font or something like that for people that don't know any better or who actually distilled it. Yeah. Or that too. You should be able to, maybe you should, I, I kind of like that only because we're, we don't hide behind mystery juice. We want to talk about it all the time. So if people could tell you exactly which distillery and it came from, then yeah, that, that removes it all together. Steve Nelly, BBC Whiskey Nick and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian McKenzie. And I can't say one because that's crazy, but, mm -hmm. and, uh, and our anyway, fine folks at Sagamore. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Inger, sorry, Brian Inger. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I know the EU has been like really just, I don't know. The EU is weird. They're, they're like all looking for causes for everything. And it's so, I don't know. The thing about these studies and everything, you know, you could say alcohol causes this, the Roundup causes that, McDonald's causes this, this, you know, and it's like, I mean, okay, is that the common denominator or is there what other there 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 there's so many factors and everything. It's like you, you take that out of context and I don't know, you can say a study like eggs are bad, eggs are good. <laughs> you know, it's like carbs are good, carbs are bad. It's I don't know, it's it's kind of silly. You sound just know. like Jerry Seinfeld from that one joke, you know. It's like do we eat the egg yolk or do we not eat the egg yolk? That's right. And so I don't know, it's if 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 it makes them feel better to put, I don't think it'll change like people's habits in Ireland. I think they'll no. continue to drink. And it's their culture. It's cloudy and it's crowded, cloudy and depressing there <laughs> wow. most of the day. Oh, okay. All right. That's Ryan that said that. I, I love everybody in Dublin. We're, we're all still friends over here. Well, I, I know that you can only go there three months a year. 
Oh man! All right, it, you're you're going to be banished from Ireland at some point. I've never been, so I just heard. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't know. It's the one thing I, I did didn't mind about this was stating the calorie count, only because that gets. I, I agree with that. That's good. That that gets you into when we start looking at all the other quote unquote bourbons that are full of like brown sugar and all this other kind of crap that changes the flavor of it. Like if you do that. And all of a sudden you see something that's like, oh, well, this is an ounce and it's got 250 calories versus other one that's got 100 calories. Oh, well, all of a sudden, pure bourbon looks a lot better, right? We're not sitting there adding all yeah, kinds of or, stuff to it. Or when you're comparing it to Casamigos that has a bunch of sugar and flavors add to it. And you'd be like, oh, I'm drinking the healthy tequila. And then you look at the bourbon, you're like, oh, well, it's just as healthy or healthier. Yeah. Than, it, 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 well, you shouldn't put healthy with – because <laughs> alcohol is – it it is what it is. I mean, you're it's a substance that you're. <laughs> that that that's the the thing about me. It's like people know what it is, but they're gonna keep doing what they do. You know, it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows if you started putting calorie counts on it, then maybe it it will become you'll have bourbon light once again. Well, I mean, in Mexico when I was last there last time, like soft drinks, like Coca Cola had like a big whole flag on it said. Not safe for children, which I kind of appreciate because, like, you look at a Coke, it has like 60 grams of sugar in it or something. And you're like, holy cow, that's like one day's worth of sugar in one can. Yeah. You know, and I, I agree because uh, I was, as we had mentioned earlier, I was in Vegas and, of course, the, the Las Vegas special of getting some Red Bull. And I looked at a Red Bull can and I go, holy crap, this one can has like 63% of my daily sugars in it. I'm not drinking another one of these damn things. You, do Red Bull vodka? No, I did not the, do Red Bull vodka, but I did just have a Red Bull to keep me going. The liquid, well, I shouldn't say what they are. Liquid. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and end it there, and we'll be back here in a few minutes with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon, and that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. And go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today, shopify.com slash bourbon. 
All right, everybody. We're back with bourbon release news. We need to make sure Ryan didn't say anything stupid to get us taken off air. That's every week. I'm teetering yeah, it's like, every week. It's like we bring something up and Ryan goes, I probably shouldn't say anything. That's that's at least yeah. three articles every single week. We have to say, we have to do that with you. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That's what Chris Haynes says. Ryan's canceled on Ireland, Washington, D.C., and the Vatican. <laughs> that's right. Who else can I take down? <laughs> All right. Here we go. So founded by co-stars and longtime friends, Paul Wesley and Ian Sommerhalder, these Brothers Bond bourbon introduces two new expressions, Brothers Bond American Blended Rye and Brothers Bond Cash Drink. And these are all distilled and aged in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, a.k.a. the Squib Juice. So Brothers Bond bourbon American Blended Rye Whiskey uses a four-grain mash bill at 95, at 95 proof with a $60 SRP. And Brothers Bond Original Cash Drink Bourbon is 115 one proof blended from three hand-selected bourbon mash bills from 70 total barrels with a price tag of $85. Brothers Bond Straight Bourbon Whiskey has become one of the fastest-growing ultra-premium spirits brands with over 100,000 cases shipped across the U.S. Hold on. So they're Raza four-grain now? What is it? <laughs> it's a rye whiskey using a four-grain mash bill. Now, okay. this is... They don't elaborate? They don't elaborate. Do they? And this is... This is, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll be the curmudgeon. You want me to take us over? I want Please. to see how we define four grain or five grain or whatever freaking amount of grains that we have, because can you just blend? Like I've got, I've got a weeded bourbon over here. I got a rye bourbon over here. I blend them together. Hey, I got a four grain bourbon or can, do you have to distill it with four grains to have it be a four grain bourbon? See, I was thought that it had to be distilled to be a four grain bourbon me too but, uh, but everybody, that's want, why everybody I, wants to do this crap because our pursuit united's a well our bourbon's a four grain um bourbon a rise not because it's three rise but bourbon cash drink he says three different mash bills a cash drink yeah three different hand selected bourbon mash bills from 70 total barrels that's so. So let me guess. I bet there's a 99% corn, <laughs> a 63%, and a 21%. 36%. Bourbons. Yeah. 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 Um, so those are the three bourbon mash bills from MGP Squib Juice that you can blend together and call them your own. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yep. But the, the four grain mash bill, I don't know. That one, that one's got me pondering because I just, I want people to ask questions. Like, do you do you think that should be considered a four grain? Because there's other brands out there that just blend different bourbons together, and they might have like if if you have a malted rye, you have a chocolate malted like rye. Is that considered like Willet Family States had four grains forever? I mean, not sorry, not the Willet Family States, but the you know like Johnny Drums and Pure Kentuckys and all. They, they're they're four grains. They never claimed it. Because be, they blend two different mash bills or because they... Right, exactly. I mean, they're technically four grains, but they've never like classified them as that. Now, when you say, is it four different grains or is it like what... Well, I mean, you have... Because you have... Um, corn. Well, okay, Johnny Drum's not, but you do have a... It's similar to ours. You have a corn... Uh, corn rye, corn wheat, rye bourbon and a corn wheat bourbons blended together. Mm -hmm. Yep. And see, that's what makes me look at it and go, well... If you have, like, if you do something different to the process, so like if you have like an heirloom corn versus a yellow corn, is it still corn or is that like, hey, like we can go ahead and classify this as something different too? What about a white corn and a white wheat that's been distilled at 
two different places <laughs> well, at the same time. Here frame. we go. Oops. Whoops. Moving on. <laughs> I'm getting canceled by the vampires and Marion. All right. Added to DC, Virginia, and all those other places. So NBA All-Star Steph Curry, he's announcing the upcoming launch of his brand, Gentleman's Cut, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The product is set to be released this month at the Boone County Distilling Company in the Bluegrass State following the inaugural bottling. Gentleman's Cut is distilled in a 500-gallon copper pot still and said to be aged between five to seven years in charred new white oak barrels, as is bourbon. The Golden State champion involved himself in the process from the manufacturing, blending, and aging to the packaging and also marketing efforts. The two-time MVP partnered his SC30 Incorporated with the expertise of Amuse Bouche winery owner John Schwartz. Schartz? I think that's right. And it, <laughs> Schwartz. Wait, the Schwartz. That can't be his name. S C H A R T Z. Probably Schartz. That is Schartz, right? And John Schartz. I wouldn't be one to name that. Okay. <laughs> and this is again a joint venture with Boone County Distilling. It's a mash bill of 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. It's Wait a minute now. <laughs> I know. Pretty seems pretty common. And it's 90 proof and carries a price tag of $80. So you're telling me Steph Curry came to Northern Kentucky and had a part in the manufacturing of a 75-21-4 bourbon at Boone County, and it's... And he blended okay. it, by the way. He blended it, too. And he blended Okay. I I believe him. They can make half-court shots. I've seen him. But this one, I'm... A little far-fetched. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I'm on fire tonight. I'm in trouble. It's one of those things, Ryan. We we don't have a way with words like some PR people do, but we're just too honest. We can cut through the BS, man. I know. It's, I like Steph. I think my 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 son loves Steph. He wants to watch him on YouTube all the time. I wonder if it's a YouTube video on him doing this. We should we should ask him. Maybe. I mean, we got Brad Paisley on the show. You think Steph will want to come on too? No chance. No. All right. Well, it's worth a shot. I mean, I wouldn't know what we would ask him anyway. He probably we'd probably just talk about his blending expertise. How do you shoot your three pointer? <laughs> yeah, well, I shoot from so far away, man. Where was your mash bill? <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll quiz him on everything. What kind of heirloom corn did you have? All right. Here's our last one here, and that's Rabbit Holes founder and whiskey maker Cave Zamanian. He presents. Tenniel. It's a limited edition, double barrel, cash strength Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And Tenniel blends Cave Hill, which is Rabbit Hole's signature four grain, four grain, triple malt bourbon with High Gold, which is the brand's high rye double malt bourbon in perfect harmony and finishes the spirit in a number one charred toasted barrel. The expression is presented at full cash strength with a proof of 108.8. And Tenniel is named in tribute to John Tenniel the artist who boldly illustrated the original scenes of life down the rabbit hole and Alice's adventures in Wonderland and whose works inspired the arts, sorry, inspired the spirits bespoke packaging against the teal background with gold artwork and accents. The box details features an illustrated clock set to 10, which gives a nod to the 10 years since rabbit holes founding upon opening an ornate crystal bottle complete with a crystal topper is revealed alongside a certificate with special messaging from Kaveh himself. A total of 939 sequentially numbered crystal decanters and premium gift boxes are being released for sale at Rabbit Holes Distillery and for purchase online in limited markets with a suggested retail price of $650. Okay. 
Well, I can confirm that there's is a four grain distilled four grain. I love the I do you know that the whatever his name is the Alice in Wonderland uh, John Tenniel artist that you were talking. Yeah, I do love those bottles that he's done for Rabbit. Oh Hole. yeah, um, they're awesome. Um, all the single barrel picks and everything like that they did with all the artwork. I think they look great. Yeah, those are cool. So, I I think. I saw maybe an email we're getting a sample of this, maybe? I don't know. Um, potentially? I, I'd i have to go. There were some boxes that showed up recently. Has it been 10 years that they've been around? Yeah. And, I mean. Gosh, damn. It goes, goes by fast. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I mean, you remember the first time we interviewed Cave? Like, I don't even think they were taken over by Pernod at that point. Now it's we're talking oh, like no. five years later. So it, it must have been. It's the only time I've seen Kenny nervous in an interview. <laughs> we're like, we're going to get yelled yeah. at. Kenny was just freaking out. I was like, it's okay. I'll, I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I, I like the I like what they're doing here. I like the blend. I think they're doing something unique. They put it a number one char toasted barrel as a double. We do like number one char. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to turn out. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, I don't think you're going to sell anything for 650 bucks and it's not going to be awesome. So um, I am excited for it. Yeah. Better not suck at 650. <laughs> exactly. It, it can suck at 65. <laughs> not... yeah, that, that one extra zero puts a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. But I'm sure, like you said, those all those Airbnb people coming and a lot of money coming in town and be like, ooh, this is something rare and cool I can have. So if it's got a, I mean, it's got a crystal decanter, I'm sure that's got to pull a premium. So I'm liking it. And the Allison, I, I have, I know a guy, I'm not going to name him. He's a buddy of mine and he'll, he'll go and spend crazy amounts on Dr. Seuss art. And it's like, really? Yeah. It's, I mean, and he'll spend that, and there's not even alcohol involved. It's just a painting. And I'm like, <laughs> so this is, you know, I'm sure this will sell. I mean, I, I guess, but the the art, I don't know. You're right. I'm I'm one of those people, too. I have, my wife will pull something up. She's like, hey, we need to get this for the wall. And I look at it, and I look at the price tag. I'm like, what? The, no, this is fine. I'm not buying this. Like, it's almost $1,000. Like, I'm not going to. She's like, but it's something that's amazing to look at. I'm like, I the wall was fine, perfect as it was. So. I like my beige wall. <laughs> Don't put anything up. You're blocking it's the light. It's like a sea of sand. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. We, we had some good articles this week, some, some good spicy ones too. And chocolate A lot chunks. of fun. And we're canceled in five countries, two states, and now... Transylvania. And then now Transylvania. And by the way, that's you. I, I'm I'm trying to play the party line here. I'm kids keep everything positive, but it's okay. I think that's I, I think that's one thing that people like about us. You know, we we want to make sure that we are we're honest ourselves. I think we're honest to a fault. We give our opinions, and it's not because it's not like we're trying to hate on it. I mean, we're honestly just trying to cut through some of the BS and and trying to give you some. I mean, now that we're in the industry, like we know way too much. And so we're probably exposing more that needs to be done. Yeah. We're just making sure you're using the right chat GPT to do your press releases because <laughs> nowadays a lot of them are not uh, factually correct. So we're here for you, bourbon companies. So before you put out a press release, make sure you fact check it. Read it twice. Or I don't know, maybe Ryan, you can start a, another 
Cecil Consulting Services LLC, where you just read press releases and you send it back with big oh, red lines God. through it. That's death, but <laughs> that sounds like death. That's that's no just chance. like reading over lawyer contracts. That's all right. Oh, eyes glossed over just now. I'm going to go back to drinking single barrel samples of rye. Well, find us some good single barrels. More Pursuit series. On the, by the way, let's go ahead and mention it right now. So uh, speaking of AI, Blake did a, uh, I don't know, he, he basically took a bunt to the first base and, and put AI to make sure that he put out a, a uh, uh, the release for the new Pursuit United Oak collection that's now available on Sealbox. But he also put out that there's also a rye whiskey single barrel, but he didn't even talk about like what it was. So on Sealbox right this second, there is a new Pursuit series, a single barrel. I think it's got like less than 170 bottles or something like that. Uh, but it is a five. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to screw this up. I'm going to pull it up real quick before I, I'm going to give you all the deets on it real quick. Because this was, if anybody that doesn't know, so we are one of the only people that, and we were the first, by the way, too to buy barrels directly from Woodenville. And they have been an amazing partner to work with and we're excited to continue working with them. We have a few more barrels that are sitting in inventory right now. And so I'm really excited to be able to bring those out to the market here in the upcoming months. But what we have right now is five year, seven month, which is one of the oldest rye barrels that is out there because they typically dump everything at five years so excited to be able to put that out there so if you go check it out sealbox.com pursuit spirits episode 57 i'll also get our website updated on pursuitspirits.com but with that cheers everybody we'll see you next week toodles toodles